Greetings, adventurers, and welcome, welcome back to another episode of A Game Called Quest. I'm Rose, your friendly neighborhood game master slash guide, and I'm so excited to have you here. Quick announcement before we get started. Firstly, next episode, we are doing another giveaway. Now, I know what you're thinking. Rose, you literally just finished a giveaway. Why are you doing another one? Well, it's not exactly the usual kind of giveaway. Basically what's happening is we wanted to feature some quest creator content from the independent creators in the quest community. So we are featuring the Monster Manifest made by Jay and Butler next episode, which is a quest supplement that allows you to incorporate D&D based monsters into your game. And they were kind enough to offer us 10 free copies of the Monster Manifest. So make sure that you catch up so that we can give you all the instructions for how to enter the raffle to win one of those 10 copies of the Monster Manifest. Secondly, today we have our first ever special guest. That's going to be Tyrone, and I'm so excited for you to meet them and their character. Hi there, my name is Tyrone. I use they, them pronouns, and tonight I'll be playing Newton Thaddeus Applewhite III, um, also known as Newt by his friends. Uh, he is a spy who is a little vain and looking for his place in the world, and the party will help him figure that out. And now that you've met Tyrone, it's time to jump into the game. Our story continues at the gates of the Riftwood Village, beside the open stone archway that leads into the crowded town. On the other side of a large stone wall, you can hear the sounds of a busy street, the clattering of carts, the chatting of locals, and the smell of cooking food. Our four heroes find themselves sort of just positioned in this uh, slightly a distance away from the gate. You guys have slept through the night and I have now awoken ready to have this, whatever this interaction is going to be. You know that somewhere within this village are pages of the master's guidebook, but you don't know how to get them. At the gate, you can see there are two suits of armor situated on either side of the large stone archway. Um, They are the same similarly ornate sort of silvery forms that you guys saw on either side of the veil when you first came through. Uh, They have that same crown-shaped decal on on their armor, and that is what you see. You also can tell uh, there on the archway there is a place where letters were at some point carved in sort of like rune-like almost, Uh, and it looks like it's, it might have said those in need receive something and then welcome, but it looks like the the middle part has been written or painted over, and it actually now says visitors are not welcome. <laughs> so, <laughs> what do you do? Um, first, I wanted to check. Do we... Are, uh, you said we, we slept through the night. Are we still hurt from our encounter with, uh, with What's-Her-Face? <laughs> you guys would be healed from that back to full health. If I told you that you took any like injuries, like you broke a bone or sprained an ankle, which I don't think any of you did, um, 
then you would still have that. But you are uh, recovered from the damage. All right. So what do we? What do you guys do? You guys think we should just walk right in? I mean, if we just act like we're not strangers, maybe they won't think we're strangers. Uh, yeah. That, I mean, that makes sense. Uh, what if we? We could just ask them why they don't want visitors, and then. <laughs> Yeah, and, and Gray's definitely, like, still walking towards the, the archway. Yes, maybe we'll make some friends in there. Let's go. Oh, wait, hang on a second. Hang on a second. I just remembered the last thing that happened. Zuri's <laughs> upset because of her <laughs> encounter with the boss lady. who was a jerk. So Zuri's, like, Zuri just kind of, like, goes... Shrugs her shoulders and she's like, "Yeah, well, so whatever you all want to do, I suppose." Well, Zuri, I mean, the the pages are in here, possibly. So let's, you know, let's try to get in here. Maybe, maybe we're near the end. Maybe we're near the end of this whole adventure. Maybe we can find something that will help us, and and we'll get there. I don't know. I just don't give up hope. I mean, I know it was hard. That whole everything that happened last night, yesterday was hard, but I think we're almost there, right? Zuri is really touched by this because she feels like she's beginning to see more and more of Zack that she hadn't seen before. And uh, she can tell that Zack is seeing her more as a friend now rather than a stranger. So even though she's hurt by the interaction with the boss, she's still really kind of lightened by this conversation. So she can't really bring herself to say anything because she's still surprised that Zack is the one coming over to comfort her, but she just kind of nods and dusts herself off and gets up and looks towards the cave well we did we did have that night under the under the stars with uh with brett i mean brett was there i mean um dr turtle was there too and i'll say that uh shooting star event that happened the first night that you were here uh you can see as you're waking up like the end of that because it's early morning uh you can see like that must happen every night or some sort of something like it must happen every night here. Well, now it's not special anymore. <laughs> maybe it is. Or maybe it is. It always has to happen every night. So what if it's the DM sending us a message? I'm here for you. I see you. Shooting mm-hmm. stars. I don't know. Okay. All right. So the four of you guys walk up to the gate. Do you just walk in? Or do you talk to the... What, what's What's your... What's your move here? I mean, my my idea was that we just walk in and pretend like nothing's weird. Because if we act weird, then they're going to be suspicious. But I know it's hard for this group to not act weird, so. <laughs> so why don't you describe to me how you don't act weird? And I'll tell you if you need to roll or not. <laughs> roll for awkward? Are we doing roll for awkward? Yeah, I was going to say, why don't we roll for awkward? Okay. I got an eight. I I got a I got a crit, an awkward crit. crit. Oh, crit one! I'm, I'm so normal right now. You got a you got a critical success or a critical fail? No, so I had twenty. Oh, okay. Okay, okay. <laughs> I was gonna say. Uh oh, I got an eighteen. I also got an eighteen. Yeah. Um. Okay. So that is three successes. <laughs> one, just like raging success. Wait, an eight an eight is a success. I said three because there's two, three, eight, two eighteens and a and a natural twenty. So I'll say the tough choice is uh, you do it. Uh, you'll take two damage, just like pure stress of keeping your cool. I'm calling it it's anxiety harm. Or 
you immediately will have somebody engage in conversation specifically with you when you get inside. Oh, yes. Oh, I definitely picked number two. Okay. Yeah, so the four of you guys pass by uh, the suits of armor without drawing any unwanted attention. And when you get inside, you can see just kind of this, like, simple, simple town with this stone wall surrounding all of it. You can catch a glimpse of a couple of, uh, like, little shops and things like that. It's, like I said, there are some people out. Um, It's actually not quite as crowded as you were expecting from from the voices coming from inside. There's, like, one cart that has, like, some food on it. And there's a bunch of other carts and stands that are actually abandoned, uh, don't have any people at them and look like they've been shut down for some reason. Uh, and then you can see there is a there's a shop that has there's a shop that has a magic crystal ball uh, on the and some kind of some like little runes on either side of it um, that you can pretty easily deduce is probably a magic uh, shop of some kind. This is like a very classic fantasy style town, I'll say. This like, when you walk in, you immediately are like, oh, this is, this is the town. This is like the classic fantasy village that you visit in your first adventure. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe we should have been, like if we had been playing this game, we would have probably arrived here way sooner (laughs) than if we had accidentally been transported into this world. And so you can see the little magic emporium, you can see an inn, uh, but actually there's also, you know, there's a blacksmith, there's a couple of other little shops here and there, but all of them are also boarded up. And then there's a few houses that look like they're split to be double home dwellings or triple home, triple family dwellings. So yeah, that's what you see when you walk in and immediately, Somebody walks up to Thorn, and uh, it is a it is a young man uh, with sort of a stone skin look with no with a bald head, yeah, but a little like moss goatee. And immediately he comes up to you and he says, "Get out." <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, whoa there. Um, hey, no, uh, why do you want us to get out? We are not having visitors right now. We're under quarantine. <laughs> hey, you know what? Uh, yeah, uh, we know all about quarantine. Um, we're from a place that uh, had quarantine as well. And you know what? We're all good here. We, uh, we got our tests. We're all good. Or we can put on masks. You want us to put on masks? We'll put on masks. What do you want to do? Not that kind of quarantine idiot. Oh. The kind of quarantine where nobody's allowed in or out. Oh, that kind of quarantine. Okay. Well, we have we have special permission. Zuri just has her mouth slightly open, just watching this awkward interaction. <laughs> like, just go back and forth. Special permission. From the monarch. Uh, he looks down at the ground and takes a few steps back and... Uh, kind of crosses his arms over his chest and uh, says, do you have paperwork? Mm-hmm. Um, no, we don't n- need paperwork. Um, she's given us leave of this whole realm. Um, 
Do we still have our cards? The 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 quest. Yeah, our quest our quest uh, ability cards. Hmm. I hadn't thought about whether or not they disappear after you unlock the ability. I thought she said like there's these for you to keep track of, and she gave us the abilities we already had plus one. Isn't that true? Yeah, I think that. Yeah, exactly. So I think you still have the cards. Yes. And would they happen to have the symbol of the monarch on them? <laughs> I'm um, digging. I'm like pulling a thread. Yeah, here. no, they they don't have the symbol of the monarch on them. They're very clearly not from this world. You probably know that if you pulled out those cards right now, it would not help the situation. It would not make you seem like you belong here. Uh, mm, okay. I turn and whisper to everybody, I'm out of ideas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, all right. I'm going to, can, I think I got an idea. This, this should work fine. Yeah. Um, all right. The paperwork we have, we have the, the paperwork right here. I'm, I turn inward to the, toward the rest of the group and I, and I wink really big. <laughs> and and probably whisper a little too loud, like, all right, go with this. Um, I'm going to use Mesmerize to uh, create a minor optical illusion um, of just, like, a, a, it's a blank piece of, like, clearly printer paper. Uh, well, or a piece of, like, regular human paper that's uh, <laughs> that's got what, uh, what Grey remembers of the monarch, like a, like a picture uh, of her, so like probably significantly too tall, that like taller than 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 she actually actually was, and probably with like kind of an angry face, um, <laughs> and um, pictures of all of the rest of the group, and she is pointing to them with a with a thumbs up. <laughs> um, <laughs> do you have to do anything to? Do you have to spend a point, or what? How does that work? I have to, I have to spend a point, um, but until we leave the area, the uh, the commoner cannot move, take actions, or respond to conversation. They are a commoner, so uh, they're de- they're like literally that's the NPC type. Okay, Zuri um, is so impressed by this; she has never seen Gravy this smart, <laughs> this this competent. Doesn't know what's going on. <laughs> so yeah, I think. I think the the moss goatee fellow looks at this hovering paper that you have just manifested floating in the air and looks at it and keeps looking at it and keeps looking at it and is and is like stuck in like as if he's reading the form. <laughs> he's just stuck in that position he can't look or move or do anything. Alright, everybody, we should probably go now. Okay, okay, let's go, let's go. Okay, so you guys have made it uh, to the village. I, I, I also, I forgot to tell you, there is a large like botanical garden that is walled off as well and also has two guards in front of it. Where would you like to go next? Okay, I'm trying to remember what uh, Daisy, where he told us the pages were at. I know what I would like to do, which might be a, <laughs> a short, so I feel like we haven't eaten in a long time. Uh, we ate, yeah, two days ago. Two days ago. <laughs> you guys ate the, the, you ate something. Talon did hunt for you guys the one night. Mm-hmm. That was yes, two right. nights ago, though, because we slept, we, we woke up the next day 
after that, and we journeyed, and then we mm-hmm. met the uh, the storm monster and the monarch, and then we slept again. Oh yeah! Wow, so, it's been a minute. Yeah. You guys probably need to eat. Yeah, you said there was a food cart, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, there is. There's a food cart uh, with some like just regular sausages. <laughs> regular sausages, my favorite kind of sausages. Mm. Mm, sausage, sausage cart. Yeah, that's what the smell was, and it's this uh, this this woman uh, this like. Very not chef-looking woman. Uh, she's super brawny and uh, like also um, and tall. She's tall and muscular, and she's but she's got like this magic thing that's happening with all of these like floating sausages and floating flames underneath, um, and that's where what's on the cart. Yeah, uh, yeah. Gray's definitely gonna like is gonna point over there and be like, I don't know about I don't know about all of you, but I am starving right now. Do we have any money to be able to buy it from Hargahart? Oh. Wait, do we have any money? Wait, that's, this is this is like, that's not how things work in this uh, okay. kind of world, right? We could just like trade stuff for it. <gasps> it's true, but what would we trade? Uh, well, we won't know until we go over there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, so you guys go over. Uh, this game does not have money. Um, and you guys would know from your get prep for quest that this world, the exchange for things like food, room, it's just assumed that you can have it. Oh. Like, it's just given. That's just like, it's considered in this world that those things are like basic necessities and therefore should be accessible to everyone. Um, if only. <laughs> who would have thought? There is, this is not a capitalist. Anyway, um, so. <laughs> You guys can just actually just get some of the sausages and go ahead and find a seat. Yeah, where is there to sit? Does she say anything though? Like, um, she, you know, at first she doesn't look pleased, and as soon as you guys walk away, she starts to pack up her stuff. <gasps> She's not gonna refuse you food because you're just. I mean, your people, and she's not gonna. That's like not the type of rudeness that she. Mm. But she's she now she packs up her cart as soon as you walk away. Because we're because oh. we're strangers, right? We shouldn't even be here. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. Ah, it looks like we made it just in time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Gray. Yeah. And as our group of adventurers is settling down for a snack, we pan up from their table to where, with legs dangling off of a stone wall that separates a beautiful garden from the crowded town. We see our new friend. And with that, we're going to go ahead and jump to commercial break. Hi, this is Brett. I play Gray. This week's spotlight is Heartbeat Dice. Heartbeat Dice is a queer and BIPOC-owned and operated dice-making organization. They are the creators of the original Pride Dice for tabletop RPGs, as well as tons of other amazing dice designs. They often run charity events and donate proceeds towards organizations such as the Bell Project. You can support them by visiting heartbeatdice.com to buy your next set of dice. A Game Called Quest is proud to be part of the Audible affiliate program. Audible is an amazing way to find and access tons of great books and stories. If you think about it, audiobooks were really the original podcasts. You can get a free one-month Audible trial by visiting www.audibletrial.com slash Quest. That trial includes one token for a free audiobook. 
So we have left a list of fantasy books written by POC and LGBTQ plus authors that we recommend in the description box. Get the joy of listening to great fantasy stories without the frustration of having to wait for the next episode of the podcast. Try Audible. After a long journey, you've arrived in Arkanos, the worst place in the world. Here, you'll delve into unhallowed tombs and twisted forests. Maybe you'll even do some good, if you can live long enough. In Darkest Quest, you play as heroes in a terrifying world, fighting evil as it encroaches from all sides. GMJ is a professional game master who has been GMing for over 20 years. His players have dubbed his games Roleplay Heavy with rich world building and delightful action and tension. Sign up to start playing at startplaying.games. Bigotry is not accepted at the table. And now back to the game. So, let's jump over to our new friend. Nudin, you have been on house arrest for a few days. Uh, You got in trouble for uh, something that we're not going to talk about. But you've been on house arrest. and But for you, house arrest means just don't leave. Don't go beyond the walls. Uh, so you are, I think, probably... The inn probably has some outdoor seating. Uh, and I think that you are seeing these strangers just come into the town. They're kind of just moseying along. They're not... Are you guys talking quietly, mm-hmm. uh, friends? Probably no, not quietly. So. Yeah, we're all pretty loud. <laughs> so you loudly hear them say, man, like, where do you think the pages are? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you're sitting on this wall between the gorgeous and garden-filled, plant-filled temple and the bustling town in which you live. Your small prison for the moment um, and you are, you've got your little space um, where you're kind of sitting alone. You probably have like a like a, a early morning. Uh, what would you What do you think that Newton would be drinking this morning? Huh. I think so. We've kind of established that Newt's thing is that they um, or that he has kind of misinterpreted the teaching of this place, like being about natural beauty, and he's sort of taken it more as vanity. So I think he. Uh, it's like a lot of other things. He spent the morning like carefully picking out these herbs and berries and stuff, and it looks like it's for a ritual. But he's he was making a protein shake, so he's got this. Um, he's just kind of got this thick, like sort of green slurry that he's like mixed up that he's just sort of drinking while he's looking out at this scene. It's still fairly early morning, right? <laughs> Let's actually say you're sitting on the wall between the garden and the village. Does that make sense? So you can you have a good vantage point where you can see everything that's happening, um, and you're kind of just watching and noting these strangers, not not doing anything about it, but you can see them. Yeah, when I um, and when I hear them kind of loudly discussing the phrase four pages, I think that would be my cue to kind of kind of hop off the wall, walk over. I don't know if I, oh, I don't think I did describe this character yet. Um, so Newton's kind of a late 20s uh, man. He's fairly tall um, with uh, kind of a freckled complexion that's seen a lot of time in the sun. And the biggest thing that probably sets him apart from this place is that the default styling for a lot of these acolytes and people within the garden is that they have, they 
like don't cut their hair or they don't style it they keep it out of the way kind of practically if i recall and um newton is elaborately groomed his hair is he doesn't cut it because that would be kind of an overstep but he keeps it in this um pattern of braids with um different charms and things in it at all times uh his beard he's actually it looks like he's got a guide somewhere where he's edging this thing (laughs) 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 uh and i sort of just saunter up and i'm like well uh there are a lot of pages here in the temple do you guys need help finding the archivist oh god where did you come from what (laughs) so you guys look up and you see uh this gentleman uh so newt is wearing this is actually the first time that you guys can really notice that a lot of the folks around here are wearing a similar outfit uh they're wearing these kind of large billowing green robes with little purple accents on them that gentleman that you ran into uh, when you first got here, he doesn't have these robes on. He was clearly a local, but like not an important one. <laughs> but a lot of these folks are wearing these kind of similar um, acolyte robes. And you'll remember that you were told that the pages were located within the church, within the temple of the master. And then it all kind of starts to click. You guys have been through a lot, so it kind of starts to click like, oh, temple monk people i get it now (laughs) and then that's when this monk just or this apparent acolyte sidles up to you and just randomly says this sup dude thanks for helping us uh well i don't know if you'd thank me just yet there's like i said there's a lot of pages here in the temple depending on which ones you need those it could be a quick trip to see one person. It could be 12 people telling you no. Um, it could be some stuff that I'm not allowed to say without getting confined in my room. <laughs> um, Sounds spicy. Let's do it. Um, uh, can we just, can we just, um, can we have a, a moment before we, uh, talk to you bud oh of course yeah um yeah if you need me uh just ask for newt or look for you know well no, no don't that does, oh don't don't go away yet i don't want you to go away i just we just need to and, and i just like do, pull everybody in group puddle do you think we should do you think we should dress this guy what's the problemo thorn <laughs> what if he's sent by the monarch <laughs> like it's like what Suri says like so gladly. She's like, yes, one more member and somebody who knows this world. Maybe it'll be exciting. Maybe he'll join us. Okay, so you guys don't think he's evil, right? No, check out those robes. They're pretty sweet. And he said hello. He's the first. He's the first one that's been nice to us. Yeah, and he's all bejeweled and stuff. So he clearly is like super fashionable too. If I needed advice. Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> Thorn's super fashionable. I mean, I don't. And you're nice. Whatever. Whatever. Exactly. <laughs> I wouldn't take these two's judgment very uh, on people very uh, highly, but I wouldn't mind seeing where this goes. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. I'm down. I'm down. All right, sir. What's your name? Oh. Um. Well. I mean, y'all seem pretty friendly, and my friends call me Newt. So let's go with that. <laughs> Like Isaac Newton? 
Oh my goodness, I love him. I mean, I don't know him personally, but I assume that he's a pretty cool dude. You know, you seem like a pretty cool dude. Hi, my name is Zuri. How are you doing? Oh, hi, Zuri. I am doing uh, well. No, I'm doing a now, little bit. Now, are you of uh, the? Are you of the interdimensional moot clan? Well, um, more of the celestial newt clan. Uh, don't, I wouldn't go about asking her about anything in the temple directly, but, um, my mom kind of runs the joint. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Far out, dude. So, okay, so just to let you in on, like, what we're doing here... We're kind of looking for like the the master book pages. I think that's like the master guidebook pages. Like, does that m ring a bell to you at all? Daisy, the Daisy, the Riftwood hero, told us about them, so you must know about them, right? Uh, Newt just kind of like rubs one of his shoulders. Like, well, it um, kind of rings more than a bell. I I know where they are, um, and I think I've seen them. <laughs> oh, okay, perfect. We'll uh, let's go. We need them. Oh, well, you see, that's that's the problem. Um, so people are kind of tense right now, more than usual. Um, and it's because some ne'er-do-well, uh, Newt just kind of points at himself, um, sort of was trying to get at the pages without asking. And it turns out there's nobody you can really ask to see them. <laughs> the, there's nobody you can ask to see them? Like... Well, I mean, the... you can ask, but they'll say no. <laughs> Why? Like, um, like you're, you you got to be, like, top secret security, but nobody's top secret? Uh, Newt kind of, like, stands um, tall and very sarcastic, like, clasps his hands. Like, because we cannot see them because nobody can know the will of the master. For the master is above us all, and we can only appreciate the art. We cannot see the pattern. Like, or, you know, whatever they say. <laughs> Yeah. Um, it sounds like indoctrination. Uh, well, I mean, it ain't all bad. It's, I mean, indoctrination is that a nation of doctors? Where? Maybe they could help us. And Gray definitely feels a, a a weird stirring from the, you know, the the other voice inside of him. He doesn't hear exactly what it is, but definitely a reaction to the to the phrase. No one can see the art; they can only appreciate it. Hmm. Mm -hmm. would, um, Newt, would you find it weird if we told you that we think we know the master, like on a personal level? I mean, it's, would that freak you out? But wait, no. This seriously reminds me of something. You know, back in our land, as they say, you can look, but you can't touch because if you touch, it's gonna cause a drama. No, 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 no drama. <laughs> 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 this is, is this exactly like a K-pop moment? <laughs> this is no, it's a party for Galicious, you know? <laughs> it's fine. Anyway, I get it. It's like just in our world. As Fergie likes to say, don't touch it if you don't want no drama. No, 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 drama. <laughs> um, I... So, where you come from is Fergie what, is that what you call your master? Yup. I mean, in a way, she's a master, if you know what I mean. <laughs> but it's not like I'm gay or anything, she says, and like nervously laughs, and then like walks off a little bit. 
<laughs> Dr. Turtle, who doesn't remember being a human, is just trying to play along and, like, goes into the whole etymology of Fergie the god. <laughs> yeah, so Fergie... Fergie is one of our, uh, our local gods from the place that we're from. Uh, don't touch that or else you'll have no, 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 no drama. That is one of the commandments of our world. Mm-hmm. Huh. Uh, okay. Um, and I think I, I start kind of, like, looking around because we're, like, we're about to be in the middle of a church talking blasphemy, so I get a little lower and just like, well, I mean that that kind of makes sense because, you know, I've been I've been here my whole life and um, I've always been told that you know we shouldn't we should appreciate the master's work but never like try to approach the master as an individual because that's unknowable. But if something is unknowable and beyond us, why would they be making things like pages and books and things that we can understand and you know, why am I told to learn and meditate except for this one book? Because if I read it, something bad is going to happen. And, I mean, it's not even like the first couple of pages even really had anything all that profound. I just, I mean, I'm sure there's something there. I just didn't get it. <laughs> and you have the copies of it, right? Yeah, I think I, um, I would say that. Like, I, I know I have... I got close enough to copy them, um, but if you need the actual pages, I I gave it a pretty valiant effort, and um, and that's why I'm not currently allowed to leave the temple. Hmm. Um, yeah, we would love to read them. Like, uh, I'm like trying not to be over eager. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, we would really, really love to read this. Yeah, I feel like copies are fine. Yeah. Um, I have them kind of squirreled away in my room. Um, yeah, well, how about we go there and you can tell me more about these um, these local gods. Why are they so into repeating the phrase no? <laughs> and that is where we're going to end the episode, I guess. Thank you everyone for listening to another episode of a game called Quest. A Game Called Quest is an actual play, audio drama, comedy, improv podcast of the tabletop role-playing game Quest. This project is a collaborative gaming experience, meaning that all of us work really hard to bring this to you every other week. Special thanks to my amazing players, whose info can all be found in the description box below, as well as my co-editor, Sean, and this week's special guest, Tyrone. Woo! Thanks for joining us, Tyrone. We're so happy to have you for the next couple of episodes. Info about music and sound for this audio production can be found in the description box below. As always, thank you so much for adventuring with us, and make sure to join us next time for A Game Called Quest.